welcome back everyone to the revamp podcast i am your host lindsay hepner sponsored by bulletproof coffee use code vamped 15 to get 15 percent off the entire store for 2021 and in today's episode we talked to tamra day about perfection Oh man, I'm so excited for you to listen to this episode. We talk about why perfection is not really as what you think it is, not what it's cracked up to be. And we also talk about imposters, imposter syndrome. Oh my gosh, I've been this and I didn't realize I was an imposter. So we dive deep into that. And we also talk about Tamara's journey from being a perfectionist to enjoying imperfection and let's get into the episode. The Revamped Podcast, hosted by Lindsay Hepner. Rebuilding the Digital Entrepreneur. Guys, so excited. We have Tamara Day on the podcast today. I'm so excited. <laughs> we we've actually been like we've known each other for a really long time. Like a really long time. And I've seen her journey and she's seen mine and what we're going to talk today with her about is perfection versus imperfection and she has so much good advice guys. I'm just really s- excited to dive into this right now and Tamara Tell a little bit about yourself to the audience. I knew you were going to do that. (laughs) Just hit them with it right from the beginning. Um, Yeah, I think we've known each other for maybe like six years, I would say. At least, Like, I think I was just, or maybe five, I was just getting on social media, like barely. And I saw that you had your thing on it. And I was like, that's what I want to do. You know, something like that. And I remember telling Adrian that because I had this vision for, creating a, a path for myself, if you will, that I didn't see someone who looked like me in in media. And I was turned down by every like modeling company I went to because whether it's my height or my stature just wasn't even in the athletic world, I just didn't fit into that. So I saw social media and I didn't know how to use it at all. I was not a Facebook or MySpace person and I'm not tech savvy by any <laughs> means, but I know how to dive into something and learn it from the bottom up, you know, yeah. and and just like you, like I, I dive all the way in and I want to learn everything. Um, but my journey definitely has been a whole lot of just up, up down, down, take 10 steps back too far. Like it is, it's been crazy, but you've watched, you know, especially in the last two years, kind of my transformation with getting sick and um, having my surgery and, and finding God has just been the most beautiful, like unraveling I could ever imagine, but doing it in front of people on social media and in a space that I never went on there to be like this advocate for something. I just wanted to show up as myself and whatever that meant in the moment. And now it's become like, I can't do anything but show up as, as this person because anything else feels incongruent with who I am. And I find myself kind of butting up against the old me Mm -hmm. and where I want to go with it and the fast paced change of social media all the time. And me constantly feeling like, is that something I really want to like continue to do? Cause you know, you have to always yeah. stay up on it. And that's been um, a journey that I've decided to kind of be forthright about with people. And I, I've received such an amazing response from that where I thought 
the idea of like having it all together and presenting this like quote-unquote perfect package was Mm -hmm. how they were gonna be like connected to me and in actuality like you lose the people that aren't really there for you or with you but you gain this whole other um community tribe of people who are like I see you yeah I'm I'm I feel the same way and like that's what I think true like influence and social media is about and it's going to hopefully continue with people like more and more deciding that they want to show up like that yeah Yeah. and I want to I want to kind of like dive a little bit from the beginning I understand that right now you have are you're in transformation which is such a beautiful thing in a cocoon (laughs) no it's a beautiful thing I, I I think that anyone's like that's that's listening that is worried about changing who they are because their belief system and their deep rooted um perception Mm -hmm. of themselves is what they're afraid to like let go of but you you've been in an industry where perfection is really important Mm -hmm. like really important so can you take us to that space where you were in the fitness world Mm -hmm. um and you had to kind of judge yourself constantly about how you look, how you, how people perceive you. Mm-hmm. I mean, fitness is, is kind of a, you know, it's an aesthetic driven business. Yeah, That's what it is. It yeah. is. And it's very intimidating if you're around a lot of people that are perfect in your eyes that you have to compete with that constantly. Mm-hmm. So can you kind of tell us like that journey in the beginning and how you've always had to look at perfection as like something that was so important yeah for your line of work yeah and and I'll probably take you back even further as because now in retrospect I can see the ways that led me into that world and why I was kind of a perfect candidate but also it was the perfect storm for like where God was going to bring me to my unraveling but Mm -hmm. I had to step into that world of perfectionism because I had to face all my demons you know and those came up in like I was a competitive athlete growing up my whole life and once I stopped playing soccer in college I kind of needed an outlet for that and Mm -hmm. so fitness was brought to my in terms of bodybuilding was brought to my attention it was a way to not only potentially create a business for myself in terms of being in that that industry and and making a name but also like a, a place to put that energy and that focus that I knew how to have um, in my sports. So I dove headfirst into bodybuilding and quickly realized that getting any type of criticism back about my aesthetic fed into all the negative I'd already been feeding myself and had been plaguing me my whole upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was endlessly tormented for my like muscularity growing up and it was like Tam the man was the best nickname that they had for me and it was brutal you know when you're young and all I wanted to do was be more feminine and be you know like more girly but that just wasn't part of my physical makeup um but bodybuilding allowed me to just go you know fuck it I'm just gonna step into that role Mm -hmm. and do that to the best of my ability and it fed into my ego I got this response from both male and female of, of just like damn like I we haven't seen a body like yours I was I was more built than most of the bikini models mm-hmm. um, or bikini bodybuilders and but the criticism that comes with judging where it's like three centimeters here of this let's get rid of you know mm-hmm. your butt your legs are too big let's condition you down you probably this is the start of the um, whole breakdown of my visual appearance was you probably need boobs because they use the word symmetry is the most important thing and I wanted 
my competitive nature kicked in was like, I want to get to the top. Mm -hmm. And in order to get to the top, I'm going to have to do what it takes. And if that meant changing my physical appearance permanently, like I was going to do that because I had no sense of foundational, like (laughs) spiritual grounding at all. Um, I was searching. I was Mm -hmm. searching for myself. I was searching for a place in this world. And I believe that, you know, putting myself out there in that way and getting accolades from it was going to somehow the deep deepest rootest issue is probably like trying to make my mom proud and in a way that I was never gonna ever achieve um which is a whole lot of healing therapy has given me um but I think that stepping into bodybuilding and then that transitioning to social media because at the time like fitness now is like the biggest thing on social media besides like funny videos or little skits like fitness is is the industry you know Mm -hmm. and it never looked like that back then like all I wanted to do was be represented by a company that would use me as their their model or their actress or whatever in in some kind of fitness regard to show my athleticism and my ability to to perform that way and it didn't happen and I and bodybuilding just completely I wasn't prepared for it and it Mm -hmm. destroyed my my self-esteem so um I stepped away from that world and then when I walked into um, social media, I was getting more comments actually about like being strong and feminine because I had gained like a lot of weight back and I was like more curvy muscular, Mm -hmm. which was something that at the time wasn't, I guess, a thing. Mm -hmm. You're either like really buff or the model type of skinny with a little muscle. And so I kind of created this lane that I was really unexpected. and, And, you know, it went to my head because I was like, there's all these girls that are like, I haven't seen anyone that looks like me. And I'm really inspired to, to train and get bigger and Mm -hmm. not be worried about the size and the perfection of like either being really skinny or curvy or something in between. And I represented that for them. And that was a a really like really amazing taste of like what it feels like to be connected with other people. Cause my whole life I had felt isolated and, and alone. And so I saw social media for the first time as a way that I could kind of create like a little family of Mm -hmm. of my own and never did I think it was going to like blow up the way that it did. And um, I was unprepared for those moments too, where like the growth was inconceivable at the times and the way in which it happened was always out of my control, which is a lot of that whole imposter syndrome we talked about earlier. We have to, we have (laughs) to kind of dive into that because I, I, I want to mention that I've never heard that kind of term for influencing and social media is being an imposter. Mm-hmm. I think that's that like gives me chills because I can relate to you so much on aesthetic and making your audience feel a certain way of no matter like even the lane that you were in didn't feel perfect. It was per- perceived as mm-hmm. perfection to mm-hmm. everyone else because you were creating an audience that you wanted to make sure that they thought that was perfection. So, and, you know, same with how I used to, you know, create my feed is I was so nervous to post anything that wasn't edited to the max or making sure it followed in line with the, the previous photo or whatever. The branding of it all. Yeah. And you know, I always preach about personality is so important. It's so crucial for people to know you and to feel your heart. But I was projecting this perfection of like all that matters is your body mm-hmm. and all that matters is your beauty. And 
it's so not who I am. And I had a re- realization as well. And when you said that, we were actually talking previous before we got, you know, in this interview, you know, how you were saying this imposter syndrome. I'm like, wow, how like, oh, it just feels so like icky yeah. because I'm like, I'm not, I pr- I project so much to everyone that I'm not an imposter. And so when you said that, I was like, wow, I was doing that. You Owning know? it is like part of that whole journey of, of actually looking at yourself and mm-hmm. all the shit that comes with, um, I call it kind of like the crumbling or for me, it was the great humbling of, mm-hmm. of like being at this level and then taking a hard, well, God took a, like had me take a hard look at it because when you're that sick and you can't physically do anything. And I know that you've had your experiences with it as well. Mine just happened to be with breast implants, but it's just like when you physically can't do the things that you've set out to do, he's like, I'm going to need you to assess all of this. And it yeah. makes you just look at it across the board retrospectively who you've been and it no longer felt congruent with who I was portraying and and I'll be honest even now as I we talked about earlier coming back into the social media world after like I don't know I took like a five-month break off which maybe isn't that long for that many people but you know when you're in the world like you know the algorithms and staying relevant and all this oh yeah stuff. five like, months is a long yeah, time it's yeah. a long time it's a long and time I had to I had a lot of things happen in my life I was going through my you know transformation after surgery and then my mom was in an accident and just all these like things came to a head and it was like you're not ready to step back into it but mm-hmm. as I'm trying to figure out what what that means for me stepping into that world because I don't want to lose that connection yeah and I know there's more for me on it because I know that I wouldn't have been allowed to build this platform Mm -hmm. like on a spiritual level if there wasn't something more for me to do on it. Yeah. As many times as I've tried to like walk away from it because I'm like my mental health matters more than this thing right here. That's that is so important is anyone out there who's they're they're having too many more mental issues versus actually enjoying the process Mm -hmm. of Instagram. You need to step back. Yeah. And you need to reevaluate what you're doing. And it can be scary because a lot of people, you do treat it like a business. And it yeah. was a bit, it was and is still a business for me in terms of um, it is a potential way to make money. I stepped away from making money on social media like three years ago. And, um, you know, you get all the critics in your head and everyone being like, oh, like you have this big platform. You could be doing this if you do that. Mm-hmm. And like that's does go in line with the imposter syndrome is I I truly got down to the nitty gritty of like, but those things aren't me. And just if I was just to make money off it, it doesn't serve what I'm needing to do here. And I need to be able to show up as I am right now. And what that meant after surgery was being an advocate for other women going through this same mm-hmm. process and being able to share what I've been through and what I'm continuing to struggle with. Yeah. And that was something that felt more congruent to who I am than anything. Mm -hmm. It's not cute. It's not pretty. It's none of the things that I wish I could show up as, as the perfectly like filtered and edited person that even makes imperfections look good. But when I started to look at the quote unquote perfect image I was trying to put out there, um, it's actually my, my lifting coach is my pastor. And what he kind of brought to my attention is that we have this idea of perfection being like the best version of ourselves Mm -hmm. because that's what 
you know, the whole world of self-improvement tells you. Oh, yeah. That perfect version of your best version. Yeah. Um, But in actuality, perfection, when you reach when God calls you perfect, it's being in a place to be ready to be used. So if that's where you're at and he can say, I can use her because she's open, she's surrendered, she's receptive Mm -hmm. um, and she's ready to go like. That is what true perfection is. And that like blew my whole idea of what I was trying to do with my brand, with my audience. And I just let it go. And I was like, all right, just direct me where I need to go at this point. Like it's all you. And that alleviated so much anxiety around my, you know, my platform. It it alleviated the kind of depression that had set in about maybe no one's going to even care none of that even mattered anymore because now it's like I have a purpose and what it is is to use my voice to tell other people's stories about what they've been through and I have this platform that enables me to do that Mm -hmm. and the same way you know we talked about you transitioning and stepping into a role that's far less physically driven aesthetic driven and the fear of just being your voice just being what the person that's in this body um Unless you're walking in those shoes, it's really hard for another person to understand like what pressure is, is in that. And you're not just breaking society's like view of, of you. You're breaking like probably years of these voices being in your head about yeah. what you're good enough and not good enough about and who's going to really like you if it's not for their yep. desire for you or their want to be with you or the want to be like you oh. for the ideas that are in your head and for the testimony that you have. And I mean, that's what we're here to, to do is to connect with others through our own experiences. And I love that you're, you're in this role now because now I see you mm. more than ever, even though we've always kind of had that connection. It's, it's such a beautiful thing. And you've inspired me so much to step into that role. And now like, I'm stepping into the role of, of I'd say podcasting, but it's going to be like a visual show kind of like this too. But um, I'm starting with, you know, a series on breast implant illness and telling like the whole truth and nothing yeah. but the truth and sharing all the ugly that goes into it because I have never in my life felt so sure that people need authenticity now more than ever. Oh, and, completely. And yeah. complete like truth as in that person's truth and experience Mm -hmm. because there's so much information out there so much bs being spread that the only thing true is somebody's experience and that's what we have an opportunity to do it's truly why i believe like you were able to build such a successful business is like to eventually get you to a place where you can share yeah what you've been through and what other people have been through and you know i I love what you just said because I I think there's just so many people on this platform that are so fearful to take this leap of faith to just be authentic to show like what they've what you said what they've been through Mm -hmm. and also too like perfectionism usually has all these negatives that are attached to it like you are a like you have like a obsessive compulsive disorder you are um you're are you are actually always having anxiety because mm-hmm. you're so scared to put anything out there that doesn't show like it shows no weakness. You're trying you to know? control the outcome of totally. the experience. You're trying yeah. to control other people's perceptions of you. And mm-hmm. in that position, you're paralyzed by what the 
responses are going to be. Yeah, which leads to so much more depression. So much because more. <laughs> it's yeah, a vicious but, cycle. Yeah, it's such a vicious cycle because it does lead to all these other issues because of the fact that also, too, what I loved, um, what I did my research on with, you know, perfectionism is this also taps into procrastination. Mm-hmm. And when a lot of people feel like, oh, I can't do that or I can't do this and I can't do that, it's because you're so fearful to put anything out there that isn't perfect. So you don't do it. Mm-hmm. And so you procrastinate. Basically, just everything. If you looked me up in the dictionary for the last five years, that would have been me. Oh. Completely paralyzed in fear that what I put out wasn't good enough, wasn't mm-hmm. going to be, wasn't going to measure up. Um, it needed to fix this, but I don't have enough of this. And yeah. you could tell yourself, a million things about why that's not going to work out but yeah as you know like you just have to dive in like head first have a little bit of a game plan but be open to things changing and yeah and for for me like that I don't know if that would have ever happened had I not had my experience with finding God because I was just completely consumed with mm-hmm. controlling things um as a safety blanket yeah like I think when you experience trauma or chaos or anything like as a child, your your brain starts to rewire into if I can control every step along this journey, then I know like I have a little bit more safety. I have a little mm-hmm. bit more ability to um, be able to pivot here or whatever. And it's all a false sense of security. It's mm-hmm. not really protecting us at all. It paralyzes and it keeps us in a place of stagnancy. And I think depression comes from stagnancy like it's it's a spiritual warfare, but you know, as a creator, and I mean, we're, we're all meant to be creators in some regard. Yeah. And if you're not creating in your zone of like true genius, like what comes to you naturally, even if it's not the best or whatever, it's what you feel compelled to create and you're not acting upon that, all that pent up mm-hmm. energy that isn't going anywhere, it stagnates. And like dead water is the most destructive thing to us as as water filled beings you know Mm -hmm. like and and that will poison you and for me what it did was it made me feel not able to have a voice and I would literally feel like choked and and suffocated yeah and and so removing these things from my chest not only literally ripped my whole chest open with a scar but also removed things that were blocking my heart like major organs they were on top of the like the yeah. chakra, like oh, the you energy were like, that needed you to were flow. physically and energy oh, yeah. being choked. The, sec- oh the second I, because I was very sick from them and yeah. I had pneumonia for months and bronchitis and sinus infections and I was coughing up blood. So everything happening up here was a direct reflection of mm. what I was shoving all the way down to try to be like, I cannot let these things go. And it's not the boobs. It's who I became oh, with yeah. them yeah. that I was so afraid to let go of because Ugh. I was like, God forbid people see me as anything but this idea of perfection because that's actually motivating them to do things. So I felt like if I can't motivate them to do things, then I have no purpose being on this platform as I've been. And that made me feel like I should just walk away from it all. So my my journey after surgery I, I dove right into advocacy because I couldn't believe the response that I got from just putting it out there. But mm-hmm. then I hadn't really taken a hard look at what all was happening within myself. And so that literally going into 2020 was like my kind of going into a cocoon again, like yeah. to go look at all the traumas that brought me to a place to feel like I needed to change myself mm-hmm. in that way. And then what it looked like of who has Tamara Day been the last four years? 
years and can I walk away from that? And what does that mean, you know, moving forward? Like, do I lose my identity? And as you know, like, as a believer, there's a lot about losing an identity that's probably the most freeing thing that oh. you could possibly do. But it scared the living shit out of yeah. me. I mean, y- y- your identity, it's so it's I've actually talked to friends about this. My identity for so long has been based around business. Yeah. Like, I don't know who I am without it. And I can only imagine the person that you built, you know, physically, mentally, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. um, has, as the brand it represents yeah. you and you are intrinsically one with your oh yeah brand you and can't your business. separate no. so when you know that and you sit with that it's really hard to just be like oh I can let that go like it's a purse or whatever yeah. it's not it's yeah. like another limb that like you I have to, to shave my legs today that's awesome y- yeah brave move yeah and now it's and I don't that's not to discredit anyone else's like a journey that uncovered something for them. God mm-hmm. knew what I needed. Yeah. What I needed was a great humbling to be like, you don't need all this stuff to make you who I've created you to be. In your mind, you've created that story. But re- like I had got such a voice in my head during like just on my knees surrender moment when I was super sick and I'd just gotten out of a relationship that crushed me. And um, I was in this shitty little apartment I rented and there was like bugs and I was like and it was raining and I just remember being, and I know my dog because he took the dog and it was just you know I have <laughs> yeah, it's everything. Relationship with Donnie, but um everything was gone and I and I hadn't known what was making me sick yet so I was in a full like I don't have anything left moment and mm-hmm. I just heard the words like take them out and like I'll handle the rest and I had no idea it was boobs but Literally wow. less than 12 hours later, I came across, you know, the medical medium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, His page, there was a girl on there saying that she had breast implant illness. And it was the first time I heard the, saw the words. Then I dove into her story. From then on, it was like a down the rabbit hole, crazy freaking. You're just, like ah. researching. <laughs> yeah. Hours and hours. And then from there, three weeks later, I got him out. So I was like. Well, I, I wanted to tell the audience who doesn't know you, um, Tamara had her boobs taken out. And, you know, obviously through the process of talking to you right now, those seemed like to be the final bonus of being perfect. Like this, this kind of just finished your puzzle of like, now I'm perfect. It made it so I didn't have to look at all my insecurities anymore. Like, yeah, no one's going to call me a man. No one's going to say I'm not feminine. Like all the demons I had, mm-hmm. that was like the the cherry on top. I was just yeah. going to complete the package, you know? And that, yeah. And it's, it's so crazy to think in the same sentence, those those boobs were the same thing that made you have an aha moment mm-hmm. about your whole life and realize that maybe perfection, being a perfectionist isn't really what it's cracked up to be mm-hmm. and that your imperfections are now are what is going to catapult you into this beautiful butterfly. And I've already seen it transform with you. Mm-hmm. And now you have this vulnerability. You also have this reminder mm-hmm. scarred scars, on your yeah. body mm-hmm. that tells you every day, look how far I've become, mm-hmm. how I've come in my journey. And it's such a weird, rewarding thing. You know, like 100%. people are so afraid that these things in their lives happen and it's like, oh, I just want to look at it as a negative. Do not do that. Look at the positive side of it. I want to go back to what I was before. Yeah. Like, how could I lose these parts of me? Like, because mm-hmm. we're told, like, we're in a society that literally pushes more and more and more, better, better, better. And, yeah. and we're, it's ingrained in us. We're a generation that was raised in it and the next generation is really ingrained in it. And, 
I think that there's going to be a big like awakening with that because you can't live in that. That's why mm-hmm. the mental health is so crazy right now. Like that's mm-hmm. why depression, anxiety, you know, suicidal thoughts is all so high because the brain isn't made to handle all these thoughts of what you could be changing and fixing and perfecting of yourself. Mm-hmm. But um, I just I love what you said about like those were the things that actually made me become who I'm beca- like God uses everything Mm -hmm. maybe maybe he wasn't like yeah you should get boobs because I'm gonna take you on this crazy journey (laughs) but he was like oh she's doing it yeah I'm gonna use that you know I'm gonna wait for the perfect time to just tell her like it's all gonna crumble girl like get ready for it and it's been the most amazingly painful beautiful process like just taking off the layers of Mm -hmm. who I needed to be who I thought I needed to be to be loved to be accepted um and and I've, I feel like that's just like what the world needs more of. And maybe mm-hmm. not everyone's going to uh, get something from my story. But if there's one person that's like, I see myself in, in her story yeah. and I want to be, I want to show up as, as myself because I really think this, this battle and we talked about it, like it's a spiritual battle between who we're meant to be mm-hmm. and who the, who the world has told us that we need to be. And social media is the, pinnacle of it because you can present yourself as anything and mm-hmm. we do see a lot of it of just complete false mm-hmm. like narratives of who these people are and there's young people be- be really believing that that is people's lives and so yeah. it can be a scary thing but it takes brave courageous people to put themselves out there and say no it's not really like this mm-hmm. like we still all poop the same we still have I mean, some of us but yeah i think some journey, of us poop differently you know I'm maybe not- we poop differently but <laughs> not better than it used to be i'm like more regular it's awesome but um a lot that's a lot of controlling things too if we're really gonna get into it because we've oh, had health things that's and like another story you and i connected on so many um yeah. god uses my skin to tell me when something's off you know um and health like for sure i'll keep battling through stuff um but once I was so sick, I couldn't get out of bed. That's when I knew like, all right, something's stopping me yeah. from from doing this. So they needed to definitely be gone. But since then, I've battled a lot of skin ailments. Um, and right now I'm suffering from crazy bout of hives. And I've never suffered from them before. But I just I go back to that understanding of what is it trying to tell me versus yeah. trying to fix You're it more right aware. now. Yeah. You're more aware of your and, – and that's so important to – you know, I, this is probably going a little bit off topic, but it is important to like be aware of your body is so smart. It will help you heal. It will help. It it tells you things that you need to know. And I'm, I mean, you know, behind the scenes, me and Tamara are the same person in the sense of with health, like when I had Lyme disease, when, you know, my skin was breaking out and all these things like I really feel like part of it is spiritual warfare and it is the toxic people that you Mm -hmm. let into your life. It is the thoughts that you think about yourself, like all these things, like your body feels and intensifies that. It carries it and it's going to come out. And it Mm -hmm. comes out in different ways. So just be a reminder of that. Tamara, what is something you want to tell the audience about um, accepting imperfection? Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's so important for them to know that we've just discovered perfect is not perfect it's it's very very detrimental Mm -hmm. to your health and your longevity of being a human and i want to know what you think is important about being imperfect i love being imperfect man yeah it's it's, i was just about to say like the 
the thing about finding your imperfections and using them is that's where you begin you begin the process of true freedom mm-hmm. you know and i don't think we'll ever know what it means to be free until you step into the fullness of living like who you are right at that minute doing the best that you can and being able to let people see that because mm-hmm. i don't know if it's just being a type a personality or the type of people that we are um but perfectionism runs rampant to where we feel like it has to be the best or nothing. Mm-hmm. And it's such a detriment to those who we can we would be so much more received as creators if we were just coming from a place of like, yep, that one didn't look so good or, you know, and just <laughs> yeah. putting that out there, yeah. you know, is it going to have the same response, if you will? Like, maybe not. But at the same time, you can go about it going, oh, I know I put like, that's just me. And that's what it that's what it looked like right then. You know, yeah. I think I'm still trying to figure out what that is for me too. Like I'd be lying if I said I've definitely figured out the imperfection thing. Just, yeah. just I'm here. You know, I have makeup on. I showed up, you know, wanting mm-hmm. to put a better foot forward. You know yeah. what I mean? But like yeah. there's a there's levels to it. And especially in, in the world of social media, if you're going to be building up a brand or a personal brand, um, the biggest thing takeaway I would say is let anything that comes up for you like come out and be seen and watch as like true connection unfolds mm-hmm. because there's nothing worse I think than looking at your audience or your following or your your community and knowing like it was built on something that wasn't you you yeah oh yeah. I love that <laughs> well you guys heard it first from Tam herself I I mean I, we could talk forever I know, because like one's episode three, I, four, five. <laughs> like, let's do this. Yeah, <laughs> I just love talking to you because you you really do speak truth about everything, and you're such a passionate person, and you. your vulnerability speaks volumes to me, and I'm sure to other people you talk to. Um, we do do a lightning round at the end of our show to get and dive in. Done my research. <laughs> I didn't know you did <laughs> we dive a little deeper into you. Great. Um, what is your favorite book right now that you've read? Um, I just read a uh, purpose driven life by Rick Warren. It's like 42 Ooh. days and you have to go day by day and like a uh, game changer. What? And I I'm about to read the book. My brother just gave me. I'm really excited about it. It's called all these things in this book are not true, but are not false or something like, I don't oh, know, but it, I, I'm getting it, the title? title totally wrong, that's but it's really something cool just title. like that. Like that's everything cool in this title. book is not true, but it's, it's true. <laughs> Something I'm almost like, like a backhanded compliment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, what quote or phrase do you use to motivate yourself or lift your spirits? Mm. Oh, I love that one, Chris. Oh, good job. Chris, yeah, Chris. Chris writes um, my lightning round. <laughs> I've always kind of stood by uh, this motto: is um, a poor man is he is not he who was without a you know, dollar, but he who's without a dream. And Mm. I can always hold true to like, as long as there's something in my heart, I feel like I need to put out there like that. I'm not going to let myself fall into like depression or stagnancy. You know, my new motto has just been what's been on my IG for the past like three or four years is just build it and they will come like don't look at the outcome just keep building yeah you gotta you gotta have your blinders on Mm -hmm. and just do you Mm -hmm. I love that um what is your favorite meal to cook pasta yeah oh my gosh I know I'm I'm going down I'm lazy it's my go-to 
I'm going down a spiral right now of just good food. And when I say good food, I'm saying like good food, not good food. What's the fried chicken sandwich that I'm really looking at today? (laughs) Exactly. Um, Favorite animal. What's your spirit animal actually too? Oh, I'm definitely a lion. Or a wolf. But my favorite animal is Donnie. Come on. Oh, like, your dog. Oh, oh, <laughs> um, and what is your biggest goal for 2021? To keep pressing into what God's calling me to do. And just follow that path. Well, he's you're doing an amazing job. I Ryan, know thank you. from <laughs> afar, you are doing an amazing job. And I really think that anyone who's listening, you've you've helped them heal from um I'm the, trying the perfectionism. to uh, to plant a seed at this point you know I think that's all we can do like you know they say you can lead a horse to water you can't make him drink like all I can do is plant a seed that was what was done for me and that's how mm-hmm. we keep being able to uh to show up like this is like you don't know who it's gonna reach so I appreciate totally. you letting me be on here and tell oh. my crazy story I mean though might have nothing to do with what your topics are about no but, like, it was great that's who it is I I love talking with you and your journey Thanks, is love. amazing and where can we find you I'm on pretty much just um IG I have not delved into other worlds because I'm just <laughs> like that's who yeah. I am so just under Tamara Day um T-A-M-R-A-D-A-E and yeah, there's a lot of interesting things coming down the pipeline that will be very unexpected. So I won't even say like where to check those things out yet because it's but they'll unfolding. Find it. Yeah, it'll all be there under my IG. Yeah. Well, amazing. You guys need to go check out her Instagram. Also, she shares her journey that she's been going through, which I think is so inspirational. And um, yeah, that's yeah. If anyone oh. does have any questions about like especially breast implant illness, mm. like if they know somebody that might be sick or what, I'm like a wealth of knowledge. And if I don't know it, I'll send you to someone who knows more. But um, I'm just hugely uh grateful to be in a position to spread like just knowledge about it and and I'm here just as a shoulder if you need it so oh that's my two cents love it <laughs> well thank you guys um well thank you Tamara thank and you. thank you guys for listening um that's the episode <laughs> I love it oh that was so good Thank you guys for checking out another amazing episode. We are so excited to see you guys on audio and video. So please check us out on Spotify, Apple, and anywhere you get your podcasting services. And then also we are on YouTube. So please like, comment, subscribe, do what you can to give us a five-star review. And we'll see you next time.